Hi, I'm Jane Byrne. Welcome to the second episode in our new podcast series, The Biopharmapod. While many turn to Boston and North Carolina's research triangle to set up life science companies, Chicago is now also fast becoming a draw in this respect. The city is emerging as a life science hub and seems poised for growth in cell and gene therapy sites in particular. In fact, in recent times, tens of billions of dollars have flooded into the Midwest to accelerate life science innovation. And Illinois is ranked in the top 10 states in funding from the National Institutes of Health. I'm joined to discuss how Chicago is poised for even further growth in the life science space by two eminent industry professionals who call the Windy City home. Ansha Mangal is president of Project Pharma, a consulting firm providing biomanufacturing strategy and execution. And alongside that role, he is president of Precision Advance. Anshul pioneered the industrialization of two FDA-approved cell and gene therapies. Also on the call is Tony Curry, Executive Vice President of Project Pharma. Tony is a life science industry veteran with vast experience in biologics and advanced therapies. Anshul, can you document the growth of intellectual capital and research in Chicago for us? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, as we all know, Chicago's a great city, uh, one that both Tony and I have, um, have a strong affection for. Tony grew up in Chicago, uh, and I've been in Chicago ever since I graduated from uh, college, so for about 18 years. And we've seen Chicago through a, a great bit of growth in biotech. Uh, specifically, there's been an expansive lab space plan for development. And a lot of the growth in Chicago can be largely attributed to a year um, focused on science and medical advancement due to the pandemic. Um, as Nationally, we've seen the largest percentage increase in life science venture capital in the U.S. over the past three years. Uh, recently, Chicago was named one of the top 10 cities for biotech in the list for top 10 biopharma clusters by Genetic Engineering and Biotech News. Um, the list was based on five specific criteria, NIH funding, VC funding, uh, the number of patents originating from Chicago, lab space, and jobs. Uh, so currently, Chicago ranks 10th on the list, slightly behind some other cities like Seattle, San Diego, and Philadelphia. Um, but the list does show growth across the board for life science companies. And Tony, has there been an increase then in the number of CDMOs and CROs establishing a presence in Chicago? You know, I th it's starting to move that way. I think, uh, you know, just in general, Chicago is home to 185 pharma companies, 550 device and diagnostic companies. You know, we have a substantial amount of hospital and medical centers, around 95 there, and 30-plus CROs and CMOs. Um, you know, just some other stats, 11 leading bioscience universities in the, in the driving distance. Um, you know, what typically when looking at, you know, I think it's poised for growth. I think that's the biggest, you know, takeaway. When, when we evaluate locations for CDMOs or CROs or any pharma companies to build out and establish manufacturing capability, you know, big items that come to mind are, you know, related to, you know, universities or feeder universities to address the talent bottleneck, ability to recruit talent to that area, or is there existing pool of talent? And with the data we just provided there, if there's talent in the area. Um, the other ones is like, you know, access to, you know, for transportation, we've got two major airports, right? And I think that that really helps um, when it comes to, especially in cell therapy, um, just-in-time type manufacturing and then delivery to the patients or their respective hospitals. Um, 
So I, I really think that it checks a lot of the boxes when it comes to being central in the you know, US and being able to access and having the airport hub. Um, there's been an increase over the years um, due to the overall boom in investment in life sciences. And I really think that there's a lot of investment and in innovation that will be you know, feeder science. And then the goal then will be to keep that science growing in the local market. And Anshul, are institutions like Northwestern and the University of Chicago, are they expanding their research portfolios and initiatives in relation to cell and gene therapy development? Yeah, um, they are. Um, so, you know, a number of philanthropists have provided hundreds of millions, millions of dollars to the University of Chicago to accelerate the pace of turning academic biomedical research into companies that could deliver life-saving therapies. Um, in addition, uh, private institutions like Deerfield Capital Management Company has recently signed multi-million dollar deals uh, with Northwestern University and even the University of Illinois at Chicago uh, to get early access to novel life sex technologies. Uh, all of these uh, investments will spurn growth into institutions like Northwestern, University of Chicago, and uh, University of Illinois, Chicago. And just in general, uh, Chicago's already had a reputation for being top-notch in terms of bioengineers and biomedical engineers. I believe it currently ranks number one city for bioengineers and biomedical engineers and ranks in the top 10 nationally for employment of chemists, life science, life scientists, medical scientists, microbiologists, and biochemists. Um, and it's also high up there in terms of uh, city for biology and biological services degree production and uh, one of the top cities for engineering uh, and engineering technology degree programs. So. These statistics show that it is uh, prudent for um, young, you know, um, budding uh, biomedical engineers or engineers to choose Chicago as their destination when they're looking to uh, further their academic career. And as a result, it's a great city uh, for investment by companies like Deerfield and other private equity companies. Okay, well, well, Tony, do you think that though there could be more investment in lab and tech space in the city? Definitely, um, I think I think it's coming. The, um, the you know the amount of investment in, in healthcare right now is continued to grow massively, especially in advanced medicines, and especially considering you know there's the advanced medicine boom. There's also the you know COVID impact <clears throat> and realizing you know, all these products that we produce currently out, you know, outside the U.S., we're looking to reshore them due to the supply chain impact should there, you know, you know, be a situation like COVID in the future. And so all that's coming together and, you know, the government is the number one funder or number one client in healthcare. And I think that a lot of that's going to, you know, well, it's our, we're already seeing it come back stateside. And I think, you know, Chicago is one of those areas that's going to continue to have that interest in growth. I mean, Ancho hit on it well. Deerfield's invested, you know, multi-million dollars in, in early, you know, universities like Northwestern and UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago, which is my alma mater. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of other, you know, organizations, you know, moving forward with that, like Chicago Discovery Partners is building a research arm and, um, you know, awarding grants. And I, I really think it's going to continue to grow that way. And I think, um, Jane, that where Chicago does rank low in comparable cities in terms of lab space, um, there are several companies that are trying to change that. It currently has about 3.4 million square feet of lab space, but there's a number of a series of investments planned um, this 
in, in this year and, and coming years. Uh, a $9 million project named Rebuild Illinois Wet Lab Capital Program by the governor uh, will, is planning on expanding lab space for incubators, corporations, university researchers. Um, a $7 million mixed-use project covering 100 acres was approved to establish the Chicago Accelerate Research Design Collaborative Innovation Building. This space will support life science users who are working on precision medicine, biopharma, artificial intelligence, and big data. Uh, companies like Paragon Biosciences is planning annual investments of over uh, and up to uh, $500 million uh, in biopharmaceuticals uh, and in cell gene therapy. Um, Fulton Labs is first of its kind health and science campus built in Fulton Market Labs uh, with over 700,000 700, square feet of wet and dry lab space. Um, Sterling Bay, a, a, a notable Chicago developer, has taken notice of the life science uh, and medical research space is, and is launching a new life science division uh, to deliver more customized wet lab space um, and is planning over 220,000 square feet uh, of, of lab space in Lincoln Yards um, and an additional 120,000 wet lab office and incubator space. Um, so, you know, as Tony highlighted, the onshoring of APIs, what's going on through the pandemic, and private organizations are really taking notice of Chicago and increasing the amount of um, labs and tech space that will be coming uh, that will be available for innovators. You know, we just attended the uh, Portal Innovations ribbon cutting yesterday, uh, part of the Fulton Labs expansion project in, in the West Loop area. So I, I mean, <clears throat> it, it's looking great and it's really exciting. And you know, we we put our corporate headquarters there many years ago at Project Pharma you know, just because we had the love for the city and that's where we wanted to be. And it's really exciting to see that continue to grow. And there have been some really remarkable science that's come out of Chicago, even in the advanced medicine space. You know, one of the first ever commercialized uh, cell or gene therapy companies originated from nearby Chicago in the North Shore um, called Avexis. Now it's called Novartis Gene Therapies. Um, and, you know, what Novartis thought to do was to help um, you know, find a, a, a treatment uh, for uh, spinal muscular atrophy, which was at the time the leading cause of death in infants in the world, and they were successful in doing so. Um, and so, and that has garnered a lot of attention to Chicago as being a hub for uh, advanced medicines. But can you say that the existing life science infrastructure in the city bridges that gap between scientific research and full-scale commercialization of cell and gene therapies? I mean, I think that I think there's um, the the growth in cell and gene therapy has been um, has been uh, just overwhelming over the past five years. Uh, I mean, to date, there's over 1,100 cell and gene therapy innovators across the world. Over half of those are in the U.S. Uh, and the biggest, you know, bottleneck there is talent. So I think the gap lies in developing more talent in the cell and gene therapy space. Um, I think certainly. Institutions like Northwestern and University of Chicago and UIC are trying to and, and, and can help by spinning up more undergraduate programs uh, in advanced therapies to kind of help bridge that talent gap. Tony, I would love to hear from you about what you think, where the gaps are in, 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 the, in the particular space. Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> I think you hit on a couple of good points there, right? We have a good foundation in, in the area. Uh, I, we also need to follow suit with some of the other hubs in, in the U.S., right? And one of the gaps that I think needs to get readily addressed and, you know, is in discussions with the academia institutions, Jane. So, like, 
you know, having some kind of, you know, education or BTEC is what they have at, you know, NC State, but it's a biotech training and education center over there. I think that would bring a lot of great value to, you know, the area, to the students. It would be a great way to attract students to universities. It'd basically be an apparatus where students could have hands-on training. Um, you know, there's that saying, right? Tell me and I may forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I learn. And I really think if we involve the students when they're graduating and really get them, um, you know, engaged with hands-on, you know, environment and apparatus, they can come out of those schools well-trained or for hiring, you know, folks into a company, they can go to that, you know, training center, if you will. And so I, I think that can be a really attractive um, asset to the, you know, area and to the, you know, general region of Chicago. Well, do you think, uh, Anshul, that there needs to be more intermediaries to bring together institutions and organizations in Chicago? Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, I think there are intermediaries that are helping, right? Like we noted that folks like private equity companies are helping spur innovation and there's private organizations that are, uh, that are spurning uh, development and collaboration in the area. I think Tony hit on one that's Portal Innovations. Um, which is um, a, a direct response to the increased investment in the life science space. Um, and it's a, you know, it'll be one of the premier life sciences focused venture development engine in Chicago that'll help, you know, bridge some of that gap. But I think the, you know, the local and, and, and state government also needs to get involved, right? Um, you know, the cities and states like North Carolina, you know, Philadelphia, Maryland, um, you know, they've been traditionally known for providing a lot of state and local incentives uh, for life science innovators and helping life science innovators cut through some of the red tape. Um, and while Chicago and, and uh, Illinois has provided incentives, I, we'd love to see more incentive for biotech innovators to, uh, you know, plant their flag in Chicago and, and the neighborhood cities.